0: To all today's office, Megillah Dafay, we are starting the top line, the second to last word on the line. And today's office sponsored Lili Nishmas, <laughs> Maris Miriam Sarah, Basar Yaakov, Maisha, her Nisham Shedav, and Aliyah, Halili Nishmas, Yor Bechmil, Ben his Nisham Shedav, and Aliyah. And in honor of the first yard side of Maris Nechama, of Maisha, David, Halevi, her Nisham Shedav, and and she should be Melet Yesher for her family and all of Kla Yisrael. I think Maris says, Amarav, Megillab is Manachar, Miguel I when it's being read in its proper time, meaning on the 14th, so then it's going to be read even by an individual. That's because everyone's going to be reading it, so there's going to be sufficient. Pursu Minisa. Shalai bisman. However, it's not being read in its proper time, meaning before the fourteenth. Then baasara has to be read with ten people together, because only then we're going to have sufficient Pursu Minisa. Rav Asiyamar, he argues and he says bain bisman bain bisman baasara. Whether it's its proper time or not, its proper time, it should be read with ten people so that we can have Pursu Minisa. But now have actually a story of a chashle rav lahad rav Asi. Rav actually cared for what Rav Asi said, and he made sure that there was ten people there for reading Megillah. as the Goram Yamar Rav, does Rav really say that? Rav Rav perm Shabbos. When perm falls out on Shabbos, erev Shabbos manum. Erev Shabbos is its proper time. The Gemara asks, what does that mean? Erev Shabbos manum. Erev Shabbos is its proper time. But Shabbos manum. Who? Shabbos is the proper time. Shabbos is the fourteenth, not erev Shabbos. So Elulav hakachomer must be this is what it's saying. Shalaybis manum kizmanum. That even when it's not its proper time, that's really its proper time. Mazman mafil biyachid. Just like when it's being read in its proper time on the fourteenth, it can be read by an individual. We do not have to have ten people. manum. Even when it's being read not in its proper time, meaning before the fourteenth, it could be read by an individual. So. Clearly, we see that Rav doesn't hold that if it's not zman, it has to be read with ten people. So says, "Loy, that's not true." When we're talking about reading Megillah, we have to have ten people if it's not its proper time. So what did that mean when we said that erev Shabbos is its proper time, even though really its proper time was on Shabbos? That's just lafukim to Rebbe to exclude what Rebbe said. he had said, "Since the regular cities they're going to be pushed off from their place anyway because they're not going to be reading on Shabbos, so we're going to push them off. Or we're going to have them read two days earlier on Thursday, and they're not going to be reading on Friday." That's what Rebbe said. and The chiddush over here is the erev Shabbos Manamu, That erev Shabbos is considered the proper time when perm falls out on Shabbos. We're going to end up reading the Megillah on Friday and not on Thursday. And now the Mishnah says, Azuhi Yer Gedela. What's considered a large city that they're going to read on the fourteenth and they're not able to read earlier than that? Kol sheish pasar If it has ten batlanim, and we said this is ten people that are bottled from doing work and they're always going to be in the base medrash in the shul, so we're always going to have a minion shachris in the evening. Pachas mikan. However, if there's less than ten batlanim, Kfar, That's considered a small village, and then they'll be Makdem Liy by these, meaning when we're talking about Purim, we're going to be Maqdim, we're going to precede and read the Megillah early, but we're not going to be makdim, we're not going to read it later than the 15th. However, that we're going to push off and we're not going to read earlier. Now, what's kehanim We had just learned in Tainus there were nine days in the course of the year that certain families had this chos of bringing wood for the mezbach, they would also bring a carbon that day, so if that day came out on Shabbos, then it gets pushed off to the next day. If Tisha or any other fast day falls on Shabbos, it's an to Sunday, if Yante falls out on Shabbos, then everyone will bring their carbon chagiga after Shabbos, and hakel is. At the end of Sukkot, the first year of Shemitah cycle, all of Kalisra all gathers together for hakel. The king reads certain sections of the Torah for everyone. It gets pushed off till after Shabbos because they would build a wooden platform, and that can't be done on Shabbos. So all these things are going to get pushed off till after Shabbos, and we're not going to do it before Shabbos. And Alpha Bishamur, even though they said, when it comes to reading Megillah, we're going to read it earlier and not later. Nonetheless, on the day that we're reading Megillah, we start are allowed to deliver a eulogy and fast and give out even though we're going to be reading the Megillah, then Hespin and is still permitted. And Amr Rabbi Huda, he says, when is it that we're going to read the Megillah early? That's That's only if they're coming into the large cities on Monday and Thursday. If it's a place where there's small villages are not going to be coming in on Monday and Thursday, so then they have to read in its proper time whenever that is. And now the Gemara just clarifies, Tanod, we have a brai, so, Asar this means 10 Batlanim of the Bess Knesses. It doesn't mean that these are 10 Batlanim they just sit around and don't do any work and hang out and waste their time. It means 10 people, People that aren't doing work and they're in shul. The reason why we want them to be in shul is because the gemara bracha says that if Hashem comes to shul and doesn't find ten people there, he becomes angry. So ten batlanim are supported by the tzibur to always be there in shul to make sure we always have that minion. And we said We're talking about reading megillah, so then we read it early and not later. My time of why is that? Why can't we read it in the megillah after the fifteenth? So amr abba Amr shmuel Amr the says We're not allowed to pass. Meaning we're not allowed to read it past the fifteenth. And now that we just mentioned of we have another member from him. he says How do we know that we don't count days to calculate years? Now, what does that mean? If a person makes a neder, I will not drink wine for a year. So he counts a year from the date he made the neder. For example, if he made a neder on the 1st of Nisan, then he's ushered till next year, the 1st of Nisan, even though really he's going to fall short 11 days because the solar year is 11 days longer than the lunar year. So how do we know that we're not going to count the actual days, 365 days, to calculate the year, and we're only going to count the month to calculate a year? Shenemar says in the Pesach, To the months of the year, we're going to count months into a full year, and we're not going to count days into a full year. So therefore, we're going to start the date on this month all the way till next year, the same date on this month. And a similar member of Rabbanu of Abba said, How do we know that we're not going to count hours to calculate months? Now, what does that mean? Let's say someone gives his wife a get stipulating that it's valid if he doesn't return within the month. So he has until that day next month, even though the precise length of a month is 29 and a half days, and he came back after 29 days. So he still technically still has half a day we calculate months based off of the date or the days not the precise hours of how long a month actually is and how do we know that? because the pasuk says until a month of days we count days for the month but we don't count the precise hours of the month to be considered a whole month and we have the mission novels all these things we're going to delay them we're going to push them off and we're not going to do them early now why is it? why are we going to delay them and push them off and not do them early? Tisha is because is because we don't want to have a commemoration of a tragedy earlier than necessary. And Khagiga vahakel, that's Mishum Dakati man it's not their time of chiyuv yet. We first have to wait till we get their time of chiyuv, Yantif, or Hakel, which is at the end of Sukkot, and only then we can do them, and if that falls on Shabbos, so we're gonna push it off till after Shabbos. And now that we mentioned the Kaman Khagiga, which is a Karbon Shlom, which is brought on Yantif, we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Tana we have a Braiso. And all the time of the chagiga we're gonna delay. Now that's a very cryptic Brayso. What does that mean? So Bishlam Khagiga, we understand what that means. Chagiga the e miklach if yontef itself falls out on Shabbos machirina and lasso then we're going to delay it shabata for after Shabbos because we're not going to be shechting it on Shabbos man chagiga maihi what does that mean man chagiga so now we have three different explanations of this brayso Amram v'shaya he says this is what the brayso is saying be Shabbos if yontef falls out on Shabbos so we're not going to bring that carbon chagiga on Shabbos and ve'olas ruiya the chiv that we have to bring a carbon oila olas that's when we go up to the beis for the shalosh regalim even on yontef we're not going to bring that olas ruiya on yontef it is man chagiga because that's the time of the Chagiga Ma'achrin, we're going to delay it till after Shabbos or after Yontif. And Mani, who's that like? Be'shameh hates according to Beishamah. And Now we have a Mishnah. Be'shameh Oymer. Be'shameh says, We're allowed to bring a carbon shlam on Yantif. However, we're not allowed to do smicha on that carbon on Yantif. Avaloy we're not allowed to bring a carbon oil on Yantif. and Oymer says, We can bring a carbon shlamim and oil on Yantif, and we're allowed to do smicha. Why is that? The Chagiga is allowed to be brought on Yontif because it's a shlam eaten by owners. Therefore, it's food related and maybe Done on Yantif. However, an oilas is an oila; It's not eaten and therefore not food-related and can't be brought on Yontif itself. That's according to Beishamai. Why is that? Because Beishamai holds it has to be for human consumption to allow this Melacha on Yontif. Whereas Beishil holds that the Mizbeach's consumption, so to speak, Hashem's consumption, if you would like to say that, is also valid and therefore an oil is also allowed to be brought on Yontif. And that's the two parts of Zabras. According to Rabbi Shaya, we have Chagiga and Kolzman Chagiga. Zman Chagiga is referring to the oilas Sre'iya. Now, Rav Amr, he explains the Brasim meaning Chagiga, the carbon Chagiga, which we're going to bring on yontif. However. Yontif falls on on Shabbos. Calls man chagiga ma'achren tfeiloi. We're going to push off that karm chagiga and we're going to bring it the entire time of the chagiga, meaning the entirety of yontif, but not more than that. Did not we have a mishnah? Mishlei rishal chag. Someone that didn't bring their karm chagiga on yontif chagiga v'halchaz kol regal kula. He's able to bring his karm chagiga the entirety of yontif, the entirety of Pesach or Sokes. Biyontif Achron shal and he's even allowed to bring it the last day of Sokes. Of a reg of Chag Let's say the yontif passed by and he didn't end up bring his karm chagiga. Any chai b'chusah he's not chai for his responsibility. Meaning even if he ends up bringing a karm Afterwards, that's not considered as a carbon chagiga. Now Rav Ashi Amar he says, what does the Beraisa mean? Chagiga v'cholz man chagiga ma'achrin. We're going to delay, meaning we're going to be able to bring a carbon chagiga the entirety of Yontef and v'afilo atzeres, even on Shvuas the Chad yema That's only one day. Shvuas is only one day. Ma'achrin, we're still going to delay it. Meaning, if Shvuas falls out on Shabbos, we still have a whole week to bring that carbon chagiga of Shvuas. Then now we have a Mishnah. maidim, they both agree. Meaning, Besham Beshil both agree. Shem chal atseres lietz If Shvuas falls out on Shabbos, Shem tivuach acher Shabbos. That the day of Shecht, and the carbon Khagiga is going to be after Shabbos. Even though B'Shan argue, when is it that we're going to Shech the karm Chagiga of Shavuos, If it falls on an Erev of Shabbos, they both agree that if Shavuos falls out on Shabbos, then we're going to Shech the Chagiga after Shabbos, and we actually have a whole week of Tashlumen that we're able to bring that karm Chagiga. So three different explanations of this, B'Raisa. And now back to Purim. Rabbi planted a young tree on on top of Rachas He washed himself on the market day of Tzipiri. The reason why it's called Kraina is because all the Krainas, all the wagons are going back and forth, so it's a big market day, and he washed himself. This was Shavas Rabatamas. He clearly held that all the stringencies of regular fast day do not apply to Shavas Rabatamas. And be Kishlak or Tishbav, he wanted to uproot Tishbav. Vloihaydule, but they didn't agree to him. Now Armelafan of Rabbi Abar Zadur, Rabbi told Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi, like Achayimai said, that wasn't the story. El Tishbav shechalias b'Shabbes Hava. had fallen out on Shabbos that year. and they pushed it off till after Shabbos. V'amur Rabbi, and so Rabbi said, Since it was pushed off, let's just push it off, and we're not going to keep it at all this year. but the didn't agree to him. He wasn't trying to uproot. Tishbav. Tisha B'av completely, it was just that year, since it was pushed off anyway, he said, we're not going to keep Tisha B'av that year. So Kari Alei, Rabbi Lazar, said about him, two are better than one. If you wouldn't have come and corrected me, I would have understood this halacha incorrectly. Now the Gemara asks, how is it the Rebbe was allowed to plant something on param? As if he taught, the Pesach in the Megillah says, Simcha teaches us we're not allowed to eulogize on Parim." Mishda teaches us that we're not allowed to fast on param. And that teaches us that we're not allowed to do on Parim And planting Something is considered malacha so why was he allowed to do that? So the Gemara answers: Bar Hava. Rebbe he kept her on the fourteenth, and when he planted it, he planted it on the fifteenth. So there's no problem. The Gemara asks: is that really so? Hava. lived in and Tveriy is a place which is surrounded by walls for since the days of Yeshua Benun, and they're supposed to keep on the fifteenth, not on the fourteenth. So the Gemara says: Right, El Bar Hava. really did keep on the fifteenth, and he planted on the fourteenth. Ask the Gemara: she told this very Is it? so clear that Tevere is a city that had a wall in the days of Yeshua ben Nun. Chizkei he read the Megillah on the fourteenth and the fifteenth in Tevere because Mesap Kalei imu kevaschayim ben Nun he eli, he was actually unsure whether or not it had a wall in the days of Yeshua ben Nun. So the Gemara answers: Chizkei Mesap was actually unsure, but the Rebbe Pshitalay Rebbe knew there had a wall in the days of Yeshua ben Nun, and therefore the fourteenth is okay to plant on. The Gemara says: Even though he did know that it had a wall in the days of Yeshua ben Nun, so therefore the fourteenth isn't really perm. Is it still permitted? To plant on the fourteenth, Voxim Megillas Tainus is written in Megillas Tainus as Yom Arba as Yom Chamisha Asar. The fourteenth day and the fifteenth day of Adar, Yoy Purai Puray Inon. These are days of Purim Deloy Misbid Behind that you are not allowed to give a Haspid on them. And of Rava he says Loynitzurcha. It's only necessary to tell us says El Lesser Eschal Zeb Zeb Eschal that whatever is Asar on the fourteenth is also Asar on the fifteenth, even though you're not keeping Purim on the fifteenth. And whatever is Asar on the fifteenth is also on the fourteenth, even though your day of Purim is not the fourteenth either. So we see that it should be Asar for Rabbi to do on the fourteenth whatever would be also to do on the fifteenth, and vice versa. So the Gemara answers, that's only talking about eulogizing someone or fasting of a but regarding the Isra of doing malacha on Purim, you only have one day which is either the 14th or the 15th, depending on when you keep Purim. Ask the Gemara any, is that really so? Rav saw that there was a person planting flax on Purim, and he cursed him, and his flax didn't grow. And the Rishanim actually discusses how this is actually a question, but the Gemara answers, he was actually on his day. It was his day of Purim, so that's why he was wasn't allowed to plant. However, if it's not your day of Purim, you're a 15th or, and it's the 14th, or you're a 14th or, and it's the 15th, so then you're allowed to do Malacha. But now we have a different answer how Rebbe was able to plant on Purim. Rabbi, the son of Rava, says, You could even say it was actually on Purim itself. Everyone accepted upon themselves that they are not going to fast or eulogize on Purim, but Malacha, like Kabilo they didn't accept upon themselves in Isra of doing Malacha. And how is it that we know that? The said says originally, meaning earlier on in the Megill, it says, In and later on in the Megillic Siv, it says, It doesn't repeat the word Yantif in later on in the Pasuk, so we see that this concept of Yantif, meaning the Isra of Dung Malacha, they didn't actually accept upon themselves. So then, why is the Rav cursed that person who's planting on Purim? They never accepted upon themselves this Isser of Dung Malacha on Purim. So we answer with the concept, This was actually a situation where something really is permitted, however, everyone in that locale accepted upon themselves as User and and therefore, that person was not allowed to plant in the area that he was in. But in the place where Rebbe lived, so they didn't accept upon themselves this Isra of doing malach on parim, and therefore he was allowed to plant on parim. Alternatively, we can answer: really, the place where Rebbe lived actually did have a minog that they did not do work on parim. And Rebbe was planting in a of simcha, something which brings about simcha, and that's why he was allowed to do that on parim. And we know this concept that there's something called in a of simcha, because then we have a Mishnah. Let's say all these fast days passed and you didn't. Still weren't answered, so then Matin Matin. They have to decrease all their business dealings. B'Binion with planting and building. Be'Ersin getting engaged and married. And Allah, we taught on that Binion. What does this mean that they have to decrease building? Binion shall Simcha. That's talking about a building of Simcha. And Natia, what does it mean they have to decrease planting? Netiyah shall Simcha. Some sort of planting which brings about Simcha. And Binion shall Simcha. What exactly is a Binion of Simcha? base This is someone who builds a Chasanu house for his son, meaning he builds a house and that's where the Chuppah is and that's where his son is going to live. And Netiyah shall Simcha. What exactly? Is that? This is someone that plants in a of Melachim. This is some sort of large, shady, leafy tree that Melachim would sit underneath and they'd enjoy the shade and eat under there. And that's an of Simcha. And that's allowed to be done on Purim, even in a place where they accepted upon themselves that they are not going to work on Purim. You're allowed to plant such a thing, and that's what Rabbi was planting on Purim. And now, Gufo, we had just said previously, B'Chamesar, read the Megillah on the 14th and the 15th. he had a Didn't have a wall in the days of benon or not. The Gemara so, asks, Are we really in doubt what Teveria's status is, whether or not it's considered a walled city? But say we have a Pesach talking about the days of Yeshua, but Ari Mivzar, and the fortified cities, meaning these cities had a wall, Hatsidim, and Ser, Hamas, Rakas, and Kaimalon, and we know that Rakas is Teveria. Rakas is Teveria. So we see that it's a fortified city implying that it had a wall. So Gemara like, answers, This is exactly why he was in doubt. Mishum because one side of Teveria, the wall is actually the sea. We know that the Kineret borders Teveria, so therefore one side isn't actually Wall, it's just the sea. The Gemara says, So why would he be in doubt? Vade for sure, it's not considered a wall. The time you have a brisa, and this brisa is talking about redeeming a house in a walled city, and the Pasik says Asher and we learn from there it has to have a wall, the Igar, and not a wall of houses. The wall of the city can't just be a wall of closely packed houses, it actually has to be a wall. And the Pasik continues by saying Saviv around it, Pratla Tavaria, that excludes Tavaria that's not considered a walled city, Shiyama because the sea is considered its wall. So therefore we see it's not considered a walled city. So we answer, no. In regards to whether or not this is a walled city, regarding redeeming a house, we definitely do not have a suffolk. It's not considered a walled city. What's the whole suffix? regarding And what's the suffix What exactly are open cities and walled cities that are said regarding specifically since these are open and these are not open, and this is considered open since it's open on one side, it doesn't have a wall, it just has the sea, so that's considered an open Open city. Or perhaps, these are protected and these are not protected. The one that has a wall is protected and the one that doesn't have walls is not protected. And this also is protected, meaning Tver is protected because it does have this protection on one side. It's not a wall, but it's the sea, so therefore it's protected from invading armies and whatnot. And therefore, that's why he had that suffix. And a similar story to Chiski or of Asi, he would read the Megillah and Hutsal on the 14th and the 15th. He was in doubt. Did it have a wall in the days of Yeshua Ben-Nun or not? And Iked some say, Amravasi, hi Hutzal, the base Ben-Yamin, this city of Hutzal in the area of Ben-Yamin, Mukeffes Chayim, it actually did have a wall in the days of Yeshua, and therefore they would read on the 15th. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow discussing all these cities that we had mentioned previously that were Ari Mifzer, they were fortified cities, and how they got their names. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.